0: John the Viking Mauser here with the Get Stronger Die podcast. Today, my guest is Devin once again. How are you doing today? I'm good. <clears throat> so uh, we have a lot to talk about. Um, a lot of things uh, in your future competitions, things like that. Um, so let's get started. Let's talk about that. Um, what, what all do you have on the docket for this year? So
1: first big thing is the Cooper's rock 50 K. I'm doing it April 27th. It's that, it's that weekend. Um, but I'm doing it first off. 50 K is pretty big for you guys who can't, uh, convert that. Who can't math. Yeah. You can't math. It's (laughs) 31 miles. Um, it'd be like driving from UHC Hospital to the Star City exit. That's how far it is. Um, but it's a pretty big race. It's the biggest thing I've ever done. So I thought I should do something important for it. So I, you know, we were discussing different charities, and we decided on Stepping Stones, which Stepping Stones is a, a local charity out of Morgantown. They provide year-round recreation for children and adults with disabilities. They never turn away people for their inability to pay. And uh, I just thought it, w- it was a great fit for for what we're doing. Um, I met with Kim. She works for Stepping Stones. And we've set it up to where I'm going to accept uh, donations in exchange for, I can put, if you have, if you're a business owner, I put your logo on my... Race Gear, which I've also used another local company, Grind, and it's spelled G-R-Y-N-D. It's by a guy that I trained jiu-jitsu with, Jermaine, and he makes fully sublimated compression shirts, and it's made out of Lycra, I hope I'm saying that right. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Lycra, I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's they're, they're by far the best fitting rash guards I've worn. I really like them. I'm not just saying that because I train with the guy i I'm super honest about stuff, so you know if you're looking for compression shirts for any sport you had did you have your singlets made yet
0: <clears throat> no we haven't done singlets, but we did um Mauser strength uh rash guards through grind and um they actually they turned out great um they're 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 a little thicker than most uh rash guards seem to be a little more um Durable and they don't—they don't get that see-through kind of thing when, like, a lot of the cheaper ones. When you stretch them really far, they kind of get uh, see-through. These ones don't do that, so they're—they're they're a pretty good uh, quality. I'm pretty happy with it, and we are looking to do more, <clears throat> maybe get Mauser strength singlets and stuff for powerlifting meets and all that. Yeah,
1: I—I uh, like the, the grind gear, and that, that's why I chose Germain. Um, other than that, I'm doing the CrossFit Open starts this Friday that's five-week competition uh i'll be doing the workouts every friday up at crossfit morgantown which is just past biking on Greenbag road and uh that should be fun that's more fun Uh, you know i like to suffer and crossfit's the best way to do that uh and then i have a tough mudder in september but i'm sure i'll find something in between there
0: cool so um i mean you're i guess you're starting off kind of big then uh Doing the open, and then um, it'll be the open, and then the, the 50K, and then the Tough Mudder, right? Is that the order?
1: Yeah. Also, this is kind of funny, too. So, uh, I work for Thrasher Engineering out of Bridgeport, and they're also they're one of my sponsors for this race. They, uh, they do a Biggest Loser Challenge every year, and, of course, I had to sign up. Because <laughs> they, they do challenges every week, and it's different. It could go from exercise minutes... Um, healthy eating, drinking water, steps, they have have something every week. And uh, so far we're three weeks in and I'm I'm on a team of two people, it's me and another guy and we've won the first two challenges which was exercise minutes and uh, drinking water. And I drink about a gallon and a half a day so it was easy for me to, I just just did what I usually do. um, my my teammate, he was suffering a little bit trying to make a gallon, so he was getting sick from it, but uh we, we managed to win win that challenge.
0: Now what about the exercise minutes? How much did you uh <clears throat> did you win by a landslide?
1: <laughs> yeah, I average an hour and a half to two hours a day. Um, so yeah, they said nobody was even close to being over an hour, which blew my mind because usually you do these challenges. People gear up. All it is is a week. You would think people are gonna yeah. walk on their lunch break or something, mm-hmm. and everybody's just so lazy. It blows my mind. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Um, so the CrossFit opens first. So let's talk about that some more. So we have the open, and that's uh, that's five consecutive weeks. Um, so essentially, that's five. Depending on how you look at it, that's five competitions. Really, I mean, it's five five competitive events spread out through five weeks um now there are some people that don't do five competitions in a year and you're going to do them five in in a month essentially uh are are you uh concerned with that at all or is this just another another day to you like uh, uh, can you explain that to us
1: just another day Yeah, i don't it, it is a competition um there's certainly, there's people I know that do CrossFit that I want to beat them just to prove a point. Because, uh, you know, I don't actually do CrossFit. I like watching the CrossFit games. I like seeing the high-level competition. Uh, but I do Mouser Strength Dynamics. Mouser writes my program. I'm very happy with the results I get from that. and But I'm constantly getting people saying, well, why don't you try CrossFit? I don't want to do it. I don't know if... You know, I think that it would give me good results, but I'm happy with the results I'm getting now from the programming that John provides. So it'll be interesting to see how I, how I do in an actual CrossFit competition. So,
0: so now, um, before, the, uh, before we got started recording, you were saying that um, CrossFit Morgantown is doing some kind of promotion for the Open. Can you tell us about that?
1: They are so every Friday at I believe six p.m. They're gonna have open gym. Um, they're gonna they're gonna do the open workout with with everyone and uh, it's free to the public. So it, it should be fun. Should be a lot of people there. Uh, that just reminds me, speaking of CrossFit Morgantown, they are doing what's the the Burden Games?
0: Yeah, in April.
1: Yeah, so. Hopefully I'll I'll be doing that too and that'll be the week before the fifty K.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I forgot about that entirely myself. Yeah, so that's another one to throw in the uh throw in there. Pro- I think that's probably the weekend before the fifty K, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and uh I, I hear you might have someone who needs a partner, so
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll get you set up there. Um so essentially if you're registered for the open to do it, then you can go to CrossFit Morgantown at six PM um, on Fridays and do the open workout in their facility for free, which is pretty cool. And they actually have, um, a lot of things like that. If you're not familiar with CrossFit Morgantown. So they have a, uh, a sober Sunday, um, workout on Sundays. I don't, I don't know what time that starts. It might be like 3 PM. And that's for, uh, people that are recovering from, um, Uh, Alcoholism And people that want to help support those That are recovering from alcoholism That's a free workout on Sundays And then they also have free workouts um, I think at noon On Saturdays or Uh, 1 o'clock 10 Uh, 10 a.m. on Saturdays Um, And that's free to anybody um, That wants to come in So you don't have to There's no promotion there That's just what it is 10 a.m. on Saturdays You can show up and you can do um, Whatever whatever workout or wad They're running that day so that's pretty cool. There's a lot of really cool opportunities at CrossFit Morgantown to take advantage of um, if, if you're interested in that sort of thing. Um, and, and this thing with the Open is really cool because a lot of people do that. Um, <clears throat> so the Open runs five weeks. Um, they, they, won't, you, they don't announce them until, what, a week out? You get seven days out or five days out? Uh, you get five days to do them. Yeah, so they'll announce it on, like, Monday, and you basically have till midnight on Friday to finish or something along those lines.
1: I think they announce, they'll announce it on Thursday, and then, yeah, you have until Tuesday to submit your results. And you okay. can also, uh, the way CrossFit, like, you can go on the CrossFit website. You can sign up for the Open. It's 20 bucks. That uh, pays for all five weeks. And if if you don't go to an affiliate, so I recommend going to an affiliate because both Cam and, and Jeff, they have their level ones. I I think that they have a, a lot of other people who have their level ones up there. But So they can actually judge you, and they can submit your score for you. Whereas if you do it on your own, like if I want to do it at Viking, I would have to videotape myself doing the workouts and submit it, and then someone at CrossFit HQ would have to watch my video and actually have my final score. Yeah. Um, so it's just easier to go to an affiliate.
0: Yeah, especially if it's free. I mean, it, you'd be it's almost foolish not to do that. Um, so after the Open then, it'll be uh, the Burden Games, which is another uh, – Competition. They, they actually won't announce that till the day of. So it'll be blind events. You'll show up. There will be three to five events, I'm sure, and um, and it's all partner based. Uh, and and uh, they the opens your first experience with a CrossFit competition. So this will essentially be your second experience with a CrossFit competition, but your first experience with a team based competition. Correct. Yep. And uh, as of right now, you don't know who your partner is. <laughs>
1: no, we, we have a few people in mind. Hopefully it's someone who's freakishly strong because, you know, I can handle the the burpees and all the body weight stuff. That's that's my go-to, but not so hot on the Olympic lifts.
0: Yeah, I think we can get that covered. We have a few people <clears throat> in mind. Um So, and essentially the burden games will be almost right after the, uh, the opens five weeks, right? Yeah. So, um, you'll basically run five competitive weeks together and then, uh, the sixth will basically be the burden games and then you'll have a 50 K, uh, like it's, it's a, a marathon plus, right? It's over, it's over a marathon. Yeah.
1: So anything over a marathon is considered an ultra marathon. So I've I've done five Ks and ten Ks and tough mutters which are about ten miles. I've done all those in the past, but I figured if I'm going to run a, a half marathon or a marathon, I might as well just do the ultra and get them all knocked out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so the furthest race you've done to this point was ten miles. Yeah, and you said, "Screw it, we'll triple it."
1: Yeah, so what happened was I was talking about doing this race, and uh, someone said there's no way you can prepare for that in six months, which uh, I think that's crazy. I I don't think you even need six months. I think you can do it in two months, but running is, like, the easiest thing you can possibly do because you can go as slow or as fast as you want. Right. You know, it's not like you have a 500-pound bar on your back that says, hey, if I bury you, you're not going to get back up. You can keep walking. It's not not that hard. Yeah. Um, So I said, okay, and uh, I went and signed up for it like five minutes later.
0: (laughs) And you showed that person, right?
1: Yeah, well, I will on April 27th or whenever that is. Well, I mean, they
0: know that you signed up for it, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, it's actually an interesting point there. You said nobody could prepare for that. That seems to be a pretty common thought process. And what really gets me is I can see where that might be a, a common thought Amongst people that don't that like aren't active that don't train or don't do anything, but it's surprisingly common amongst people that train for stuff and do stuff too. And I I don't understand where this mentality comes from. Um, I, I don't know that I ever had this mentality, and, and if I had, I certainly discarded it some time ago. But I I tend to train for things probably a lot less than most people do and, and have had decent amount of success. especially this year will, it'll be interesting to see because, um, so I did the sumo national championships just, uh, two weekends ago. And, um, I, I won the novice division there and, uh, I trained maybe three weeks for that. I think I had five total training sessions and then, um, I have the Moss, uh, the Moss Wrestling Championships coming up in two weeks at the Arnold Classic, and um, I've basically two weeks of training for that, and then I'm going to go. And I just kind of change gears just a few weeks out from each thing that I do, and I, I just don't understand why people think like you can't be prepared for it. Uh, really, it's your foundation. I think is the most important part. If you have to, it pays to be a certain have a certain amount of strength. Once you have that strength, because strength is the base attribute for all other attributes, once you have a certain amount of strength, everything else is pretty easy to bring in fall into place. Um, so I'm not real sure, you know, people that are strong even will have this mentality. I don't understand.
1: Yeah, it's and that you know this is gonna it's gonna blow a lot of people's minds who are listening to this. But I actually, am not running to prepare for this race. I'll I'll start here in a couple of weeks but like John said you, you build your foundation so I have just been suffering on the Rogue Echo Bike for the past couple of months and I think that that thing is just way better for you than running 5 or 10 miles could ever be you know and anybody who says differently try to hit 600 watts on that thing for a Tabata round and uh let me know how you feel <clears throat>
0: Uh, yeah, I haven't <clears throat> done it myself yet, but uh, it, it looks pretty rough. <clears throat> Way worse than than uh, than running, I would assume, and and, and less uh, less overall stress on the body too. I think it's just a better. It's better all around than running, I would think. Um, so after that, that's 50k, <clears throat> and then um, what was the next one? The Tough Mudder's after that.
1: Yeah, but it's not until September. Um, There's other things I would like to do during the summer. You know, there's the Clarksburg 10K. I'll probably do that. I would like to do a triathlon at some point, something smaller.
0: Like a run, bike, swim? Yeah. Um, I'd have to learn how to swim first, though, because
1: that's a lot more difficult than I thought.
0: Uh, I got just the guy. Um, My first guest, Chad, is a swim instructor.
1: Okay. Hey, Chad, I need help.
0: <laughs> I don't know if he's listening, but we'll, we'll get you in touch yeah. with him.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'd like to do that. Um, and I, for you guys who, who have not listened to me before, I actually do jiu-jitsu, and uh, I will not be doing any of those competitions, which is probably all my training partners who are going to listen to this, That it's going to hurt their feelings a little bit, but... I've given up that dream a long time ago.
0: All right. Well. um, So uh, tough mutter then. Um, How you've done? You've done a tough mutter before.
1: I've done five tough mutters. So I've done. um, I did a few when I used to be fat, and then uh, I lost a bunch of weight on John Mauser's program. I did one over the summer, and it was surprising how easy it was not being a fat-ass trying to run 10 miles. It was, <clears throat> it was crazy. Um, all the obstacles are super easy. So I, I can't wait to do this next one coming up. Just, you know, another year on the program.
0: But you made it through uh, a few Tough mutters, even at a, at a higher body weight.
1: Yeah, because like I said before, most of it's just running, and you can walk 10 miles. It's, that's not that hard. So. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, I think that's just, you just got to make your mind up that you you're gonna grind through, right?
1: Yeah, there's a the finish line, and <clears throat> no matter what, you have to finish that finish line.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> cool. So, uh, let's go back to the open then, because um, because the open is uh, the, the CrossFit stuff. That's a lot different than running. So, is there anything you're looking forward to in the open? And is there anything that you're hoping doesn't show up in the open? Um,
1: no, not really. I mean, it's I don't I don't talk too much to most people who do your program don't really know me, right? But I'm kind of an odd guy. Like I really like to just suffer during workouts because I, I think it makes me better. Um, I, I think it makes life easier. So, for instance, I work a I work a seven to five job where I sit at a desk all day, and honestly, if I wasn't working out every day, I'd probably be a little bit miserable like and I think that that's what people need is they need to go out and they need to push themselves in another way. so I try to make my workouts as difficult as possible to make the rest of my life easier.
0: yeah <clears throat> so there's nothing uh, intimidating or anything um, about the about the open.
1: No, I think I, I'm excited to test stuff that, you know, after my shoulder's doing pretty good. You know, I, I injured it about eight months ago. Uh, so I'm interested to see if muscle ups show up, how, how I'll do there. Um, of course, I, I like doing the I like doing burpees and just stuff that's, that's difficult. Um, I'm also interested to see, like, Olympic lifts are definitely going to pop up. So I'm interested to see how, how I do with that, even though I. I haven't been doing them, but I think it's going to be fun. cool.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, it'll be surprising if not fun, right? (laughs) Because they they don't announce them but a few days out. So, is your plan to um, just do? I know some people because you know you have what five days, right? Mm -hmm. So, some people will do multiple attempts to try to get better times. Is that is that something you're going to try to do, or you think you're going to be one and done, or
1: we'll see. Mm -hmm. Um, depends on how, how I like the workout. I'm sure I'm a pretty competitive guy, so I'm sure if I'm not satisfied with the time I do get, I will attempt it again.
0: Cool, yeah. I think that's a pretty uh, pretty common thing there. Uh, but you can also, uh, I'm sure, you know, do the same workout too many times, and that could probably hurt you later on in the week. So.
1: Yeah, so la- last year one of the workouts was you had to do a ladder, one to 10 reps of, uh, I think it was burpees over the bar and dumbbell squats with 50 pound dumbbells. And, but after, So you had a 12 minute time cap, right? Well, inside that 12 minutes, I say most, most of the elite athletes finished in four minutes, Jeff finished in five minutes. Um, for the rest of that 12 minutes, you had to find your one rep max clean. I think it, it was an Olympic lift and one guy talked about he had, he did, I think five minutes the first time he did it and he cleaned, let's say 350 pounds. Well, then the next time he did, it, he did the, he did the Metcon in four minutes, but then he was only able to clean 300 pounds. Yeah. So, you know, trying to find that balance is, is going to be interesting.
0: Yeah. I think how, how they're scoring <clears throat> uh, the wad itself um could be important there you know does the does the max weight have more precedence over your time which one so i think that that's kind of a yeah that's an interesting uh, thing to look at and and as if you're new to that kind of stuff that's something that could easily show up and kind of if you went and blew your load early in the the metcon section and then you couldn't clean as much that could be very detrimental and uh, i could see a lot of newer people um you know falling falling down you know yeah. because of that
1: and we see that too with a lot of my workouts i do in your programming we'll see sometimes i might shave five minutes off a 15 minute workout from the first time i do it to the third time i do it and it's just a matter of finding what works the best mm-hmm. so i'm sure i'm gonna repeat most of these workouts i like to suffer it should be fun
0: <clears throat> cool um are you uh are you planning on just doing the uh the open or are you going to try to do the saturday the free workouts on saturdays too or are you are you going to do any kind of uh crossfitting or, or just doing the open
1: just doing the open for open for now um there, there are certain things I, I would like to do and uh, you know we've talked about this before stuff that we want to start programming for but um I'm fine with the way the programming's going. Uh, I'm in no rush. I think, you know, health and fitness is going to be a part of my life for the rest of my life. Hopefully, like, I am so scared to get fat again that I I, I don't think I, I'm ever going to give it up. So, uh, yeah.
0: Cool, yeah. Um. So let's go back to uh, Stepping Stones. So, so Stepping Stones um, is the charity that, uh, is kind of sponsoring, uh, the, the 50 K or, or essentially you're, you're sponsoring them in essence, right? Yeah. So, I guess that's the way to look at it. Yeah.
1: Um, cause like I said, I just wanted to give back in any way I could. Um, so I reached out to stepping stones and I got to tour their facility and it's, they they really are doing some amazing things over there. They're, they're over by Milan park. If, if you guys ever want to go check it out. Um, but yeah, so I, I told them, I, I had like a little letter I'd wrote up that I can take to local businesses mm-hmm. and see if they want to donate and I could put their logo on my, on my rash guard. Cool. Um, but I'm going to put Stepping Stone's logo on, on the, on the rash guard. And then, uh, I had currently, I have one sponsor, which is, uh, Thrasher, the company I work for. So I'm looking mm-hmm. for a few more.
0: Cool, yeah, so basically um, Stepping Stones is the big sponsor, but uh, Devon's looking for other local businesses to sponsor um, uh, this event. And, um, you know, you, the, the business will get the logo on the shirt that will be worn during the competition.
1: Be worn during the competition, and then I really like the grind rash guard, so I'll definitely be wearing it during jiu-jitsu, and we see this, this is not an exaggeration, but we see hundreds of people come through ground zero every year. And, uh, so a lot of people will get to
0: see the logo. And then, uh, there's a chance you'll probably be wearing that also at the, uh, the open and, and other things. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, there's a lot of uh, opportunity for that to be seen and not just, uh, randomly running around <laughs> your 30 mile trek. Yeah. So, uh, and then the, there'll be social media stuff as well. I'm sure. Uh, you know, pictures and videos and whatnot. Um, we've actually done, Mauser Strength has actually done some stuff, uh, mostly Paul with Stepping Stones as well. That is a pretty great uh, organization. They offer a lot of different stuff and um, they actually have their own leagues and stuff over there, like basketball leagues and stuff that, that they do. And it's, it's a pretty cool thing. And um, I think you can go up and just get a tour of the uh, of the place. And they're always looking for um, they're always looking for donations and volunteers and stuff too. So if you're interested in anything like that, um, helping out with stepping stones or, or helping uh, Devin out, contact either one of them and see uh, see what you can do. Um, <clears throat> so. How did you uh, come across Stepping Stones again? How was, how was this? I was looking for a charity that
1: either had to do with physical activity or some type of health.
0: Yeah, I remember you messaging me and asking me if... Uh, yeah. Uh, I can't so, remember exactly what the question was, but...
1: So, well, at first I was trying to find one that helped people with, with diabetes, reverse their diabetes, which just so happens uh, I'm sitting with a guy who's done it a few times, John Mauser.
0: but uh just a couple yeah nothing amazing
1: (laughs) so I couldn't find anything like that um so I was gonna do barbells for boobs but I wanted to find something local that you know it kind of meant something more than just uh another charity yeah so just so happened you guys were doing was it Power for a Purpose
0: uh yeah that was about the same time yeah and
1: uh I saw um, pictures with the, with the Stepping Stones logo and, and their little slogan on there. And so I just started doing my research and I messaged uh, Paul because he, he does a lot of work with them. Yeah. And uh, he got me in contact with Kim. And then I just sat down with Kim and I said, hey, I want to do this race and try to raise as much money as I can. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it.
0: Very cool. Yeah. So I'm excited about that when, um, uh, and we'll definitely get back to you, uh, after some of these competitions have went by and we'll do like a, a review and everything. And, and, uh, it'd be cool if we kept track of how much, uh, you know, money was raised and stuff like that too. Um, so, uh, we wrote down on our notepad here of, uh, things to talk about listening to your coach. Um, why don't you get us started on that one?
1: Yeah, so, like I said, I, I do a lot of things. So I, I do the, the master Strength Programming. Um, I, I work as an engineer out of Thrasher, so I, I have a coach there, too, who's teaching me how to design bridges. And I also do jujitsu, and I'm a brown belt under Phil Davis out of Ground Zero. And... Uh, cannot stress enough how important it is to listen to your coach on what they are a professional in and what i mean by that is i don't go to john mauser and i say hey john can you help me design this bridge (laughs) no i have a professional with over 10 years of experience that i go to and he gives me advice and he shows me how to do it proper
0: you didn't just you don't just google that
1: I Google a lot of things, but
0: usually it's wrong. Um, you don't go on a Reddit forum to find out how to do that.
1: Yeah, no, my socialist coworker does that. Um, so that, that's another topic. Uh, but so, anyways, the what I'm trying to get at is, I, I go to John when I when I moved back from Charlotte, and I said, hey. I'm 240 pounds. I feel like a fat piece of shit. Help me change this. And he said, okay, we'll do it. What do you want to do? And I said, I want to have, and this is not a proper goal, but I said, I want to have abs by summer. Okay, let's do it. So we cut from 240 to 170 and we did it in about three months. And then, so for the whole summer, you know, I, I looked great. I was happy with the results. Well then, winter was coming around and we kept talking about why don't we try to get stronger? Why don't we try to get stronger? Well, I didn't, I didn't want to lo- gain weight. I was worried about if I started gaining weight back, I wouldn't be able to control it and I would go all the way back up. So we came to an agreement that I was going to go back up to 185 for the winter and just try to focus on gaining as much strength as possible. And it's crazy when you listen to your coach who's a professional how easy it is so we did that I, I went back up to 185 you know I, I don't look the greatest but my strength numbers are insane compared to what I was doing over the summer and uh on top of that I, I'm, I'm really happy with the results of you know like we, we do so much grip work because because of the jujitsu, and my my forearms are they, they look they look insane whenever I'm doing this grip work um, so I'm happy with that results. My shoulders look great, everything looks great, and on top of that, I'm getting really strong. Which you can never be strong enough. That when people say, "Oh, you're strong enough," how how can you like I don't I don't even understand how that's a sentence. Why would it not be better? You know, like hey, I'm strong enough to hold on to you. What if I was strong enough to just like crush your bones? wouldn't that be better (laughs) it's always better yeah you know if you're trying to fight or you know hey you're you're strong enough to carry a 50 pound box but what if i want to carry a 100 pound box what if i'm not strong enough for that so and if you can carry that 100 pound box it's going to be easier to carry the 50 pound box so why don't you want your life to be easier
0: I think it's uh, fear, <laughs> but yeah, I think what you're essentially getting at is people are saying it's okay to be like second best and it is okay to be second best if you're trying your best, what, but if you're not trying in your second best, I think that that, that you're do, you're doing a, a disservice to yourself and society. And what, what
1: I'll see happen to is, uh, Hey, everyone listening to this has driven over a bridge before, right? So whenever I say, oh, I help design bridges, they'll say, oh, I drive over a bridge, and they start telling me what they know about bridges. But you're not a professional in that, right? I'm not a professional in in designing bridges. I'm learning how to do that. But the point is people will put their two cents in because they they read an article or they watch an infomercial or because they do something that is slightly close to what they actually do as a professional. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think that those people... Should be doing that because you're, you're hurting, the people who are trying to benefit from it. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I do. I just I listen to the people who are professional in their, their category, and uh, it, it turns out it's, it's way better.
0: Now I think what will be interesting here is um, moving from two forty to one seventy, and uh, I'm assuming. You also got stronger in that period of time, yeah. And then, so you got stronger while cutting uh, seventy pounds. Yeah. And, and correct me if any of my math is <laughs> off here. Uh, so it was about seventy pounds, and you still got stronger. Which people, there are people out there that they say that you know, you can't lose weight and, and get stronger, but you did. And then you you bulked back up. We call it a bulk, but really it was it was only fifteen pounds, which is what like somewhere between eight and nine percent of your body weight. It was
1: just enough um, uh, that when I was 170, my joints would hurt trying to do jujitsu, and um, being a 185 is, I, I feel the best. Um,
0: yeah, but that's only like I said, eight or nine percent increase in body weight from 170 to 185. Uh, that's not a that's not a big bulk. I mean, it, it, comparatively, right? I mean, you talk about bodybuilders and stuff; they'll gain it you know, 30 pounds in six weeks and things like that to bulk up. But, um, so a 10, a less than 10% increase in body weight resulted in significant strength gains. Yeah. Um, and, and again, that's something that a lot of people, uh, you know, when people think bulk, they think more than, more than 10%, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of things going on here that people say can't happen. And now going back to 170, which which you've already dropped um, five pounds, I believe. So you're going back to 170. This is one thing I definitely want to talk about after the fact on, on the next time you're on the podcast. Um, because, again, people say you can't lose weight and uh, maintain strength or gain strength. And I it's my product, so I'll tell you what's going to happen. But we'll get back on the podcast and get back. But I'm, I'm sure that there will still continue to be strength gains even though you're going to be losing that that uh, 8 or 9% in body weight again.
1: Right. I'm, I'm trying to do this cut as I'm doing the CrossFit <clears throat> Open, as I'm hopefully doing the burden games. And I'm, I'm hoping to be 170 by the time that 50K comes around because, you know, who, who wants to carry around additional 10 or 15 pounds for 31 miles.
0: Right. And that's the other thing. So we're going to make Devin stronger while he cuts 15 pounds, but also while he's doing a lot of activities that, that traditionally people say are detrimental to strength. Don't do not do cardio. Don't run. It's going to, like, wreck your strength gains. And people, you know, these are really just excuses to not move. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. most Most of the time. There, there is some truth to those, but most of the time it's just people using it as an excuse not to move. And we're gonna, we're gonna bust that, uh, that myth. Um, I think, you know, by the uh, 50k again, uh, April. April. By the end of April, we're gonna be busting that myth. So um, and it'll be uh, great to have you back on, so we can discuss that when it happens. Um. <clears throat> Which uh which lifts have you noticed the most have been going up uh during during this bulking phase?
1: My deadlift is the the biggest one I notice. Okay. Um, I mean, we we do axle deadlifts. Uh, I love doing the the axle deadlifts. Um I've seen a big jump in my squat too, but I don't know if that's because we switched from front squats to back squats. Um just over overall strength too. I've noticed a big difference in the. Uh, uh, I wouldn't consider them met cons, but so for instance tonight I did the log press and row workout, which was twenty one reps of the press, twenty one reps of the row, and then fifteen nine three, and I did that with the hundred pound log. I, I, there's no way I could have done
0: that a year ago. Yeah.
1: You know. It, Stuff like that. Also,
0: switching up the the weight on the sleds. And and uh, real quick, that that's a real real log. That's not uh, a metal pipe that you buy from a company. This is an actual real log. So the the handles are a little uneven. The weight's distributed a little. This is more than this is tougher than your average hundred pounds.
1: Yeah. And uh, you know there there's metal logs at Viking, but again. I try to pick something that's a little bit more difficult. Just try to get out of your comfort zone just a little bit, and it will make everything easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I see, that's where I see most of my strength gains. Also, with the, we were doing those Rolling Thunder pull-ups for a long time, and uh, I think they're still in the program, but I, I see huge jumps in my, my pull-up numbers from from doing those. Like, we were doing the EMOMs, where you had a had mm-hmm. a rep every round, and... I was getting up into rounds eight and nine which probably doesn't sound like much but if you've tried to do these rolling thunder pull-ups it's it's a so what a rolling thunder is it's a fat grip that rests on a uh, free spinning handle so you're you're trying to hold on to this fat grip and pull your your body weight up and uh, it's pretty difficult
0: yeah I think uh, that's close to you're close to doing 50 reps there if you do uh, one to nine or whatever it's got to be close to yeah and close it, to it was, 50 total we would
1: start that workout and that workout would start with an emom of the rolling thunder pull-ups and then i can't remember what the next workout was but it was something to do that was very grip intensive and then the workout finished with another emom yeah uh, it was rolling like thunder a pull-up so i ended up getting about 70 rolling thunder pull-ups in a, in a workout and uh I wish I would have measured my forearms beforehand because I can tell they've definitely grown over the past two months of doing all the rolling thunder rolling thunder workouts
0: yeah, and uh <clears throat> you know if any anybody that um, well has, has lived their life in any amount of time we can they can tell you when you look at somebody um, there are certain telltale signs as to whether you want to fight that person <laughs> and usually forearms and, and, and are one up forearm size and neck size. Those are some of the things that you should look out for cauliflower here. But uh, yeah, forearms are definitely one of those things, um, you know, that tells the story there about the person and, and uh, strong hands are super important. How has that played <clears throat> into uh, your jujitsu game? The just being able to do all that.
1: You can never have enough grip strength in jujitsu. Um, one of the best, like, so I'm. I do a lot of a lot of front chokes. I, I do a lot of chin strap chokes. So being able to hold on to someone's chin and not letting them back out of the choke, it, it makes it a lot easier. And then uh, when you can grab onto a, an adult wrist and you can just control them, it's like one of the greatest feelings ever. Just like. If you guys don't do jiu-jitsu, I can't recommend it enough, just being able to protect yourself at all times, but um, being able to just control the situation, wherever it goes, is is a really good feeling, so it makes you more confident in life, uh, but yeah, grip strength is very important <clears throat> for jiu-jitsu.
0: Very cool, and I think that'll be a big game changer too in the uh, <clears throat> the CrossFit Open and stuff, and Uh, Well, in in the Tough Mudder, I think you'll find that a lot of the obstacles are way easier now just with the uh, added hand strength. I mean, any of the rope climbs and stuff like that, it's going to be highly beneficial to have strong hands. Um, I've seen people fail uh, a lot of those uh, sorts of things. We went to a, I think it was called a Battle Frog a few years ago in Pittsburgh. And um, I had some people running that, and I went up there and uh, watched... And it seemed like, man, a lot of the events at that were, were grip-oriented and people were just bombing out. I mean, people that could run really fast, they would run to these obstacles and couldn't do it because their hands wouldn't hold up. Or Even the ropes, some of the ropes were really high, and they had the, the leg strength to, you know, because you wrap around the leg and use your leg or whatever. They had the leg strength, but the, the hands would just bomb out and they'd fall off the rope. <laughs> you know, It makes a difference. <clears throat> um well I think we're about out of time uh, I just want to uh, spin back around um, and uh, talk about stepping stones the in uh, the 30 mile race um, again if you're interested in helping out stepping stones or devin in in this race in this this event reach out to either one of them um, and uh, you know make make a donation and if you're a business um, you know Contact Devin about sponsoring the event, getting on the shirt, things like that. Um, It'll be good for your business, and it'll be good for the community and Stepping Stones. uh, I can't stress that enough. Um, I'm sure that uh, Mauser Strength will be doing something for the event as well. So um, let's get all our logos on the shirt. Let's fill that thing up.
1: Yeah. Um, So you can get a hold of me on Facebook, Devin Futin, F-U-T-T-E-N. You can get a hold of me on Facebook. Or instagram or if you don't want to do that stuff you can contact john and he'll help you get a hold of me um you can see me at viking monday wednesday friday or ground zero fighting systems on tuesdays and thursdays
0: yeah i'll put um the contact info for Devin uh, up once this uh podcast goes live so it'll be on the uh, facebook link and um And uh, I may even put it up on the the website in the description. So uh, anyway, um, Devin, it's been a pleasure as always. We'll have you back on here um, probably sometime in September after the Tough Mudder. Uh, This has been John the Viking Mauser. Get strong or die.